Good morning and welcome to Let's Talk. Thank you for joining us for this half hour. Now, Let's Talk. Good morning and welcome to Let's Talk. I'm Tracy Morgan. Always nice to have you with us this time of day as we get to talk to great professionals in and around the area about issues that affect you, your health being one of those. And today, of course, we have Dr. Simperman and Dr. Gallagher in today. We're going to talk about leaky gut, leaky brain, and we'll explain that here in just a moment. Now, but first, let me get you all the different ways that you can listen. Because if you listen to us on the radio, we love you for it. But if you have to be mobile, we have um, a, a solution to all of those issues as well. So let's start with your cell phone. There is an app that you can put on your smartphone that you can listen to if you're going to be mobile that way. If you want to listen to us uh, on your computer, if you're taking that laptop around, you can do that as well. You go WISR 680 AM. And what you do is you just go from there and uh, you can listen live or you can listen to the podcast once we get that up there. And then, of course, you do have us on Alexa-powered devices. So you can just say, Alexa, play WISR 680, and that should be enough. It'll come up there for you, and you can listen to the rest of our broadcast as we have it. But back on the podcast for just a moment, when you get onto our website, if you pick programs and then Let's Talk and then look for Middlesex Chiropractic, that's as much as we can fit into that little space there, then um, that's what you need to click on, and then you would find the podcast for the day. And that's where you will find Dr. Simperman and Dr. Gallagher with Middlesex Chiropractic and Holistic Health Center. Hello, both of you. How are you? We're, We're good. Doing good. Yeah. Doing doing pretty good and uh, glad it's sunny today. I know, right? <laughs> we hope that it's going to continue with good weather as we yes. go throughout the rest of the season, but... You know, we yeah. were joking before that, you know, as we're moving from what winter into spring, you know, what, where was the winter to begin with? So exactly. But well, we're into March. So here we are. And uh, as we get through the, the rest of the year, you want to talk about leaky gut, leaky brain. Yes. And first of all, I want you to explain what, what do you mean by that? Well, what we mean by that is that both the brain and the gastrointestinal tract have linings and barriers to protect us so that we don't get toxins and bacteria and pathogens and undigested foods and particles passing through those barriers. And when those barriers are broken down, and we'll talk about why they would be breaking down, then we lend ourselves to becoming uh, inflamed. And then from there, we trigger immune responses. And then if we let this go on for a very long time, we're looking at more chronic diseases, okay? So I was on the NIH website this morning reading studies about when we have leaky gut, we break down that blood-brain barrier, and then we can, it can lead to psychiatric disorders, it can lead to Alzheimer's, so it's really, they're so connected. Both of those two areas of the body are extremely connected. So if you do have this leaky gut, which is basically, again, increased uh, permeability. And permeability is like, think of it like you're, you have bigger holes where mm -hmm. you should have tighter closed areas, and they're called tight junctions, and you have that in your brain too. Okay. So when we um, 
have a poor lifestyle, we have some immune problems, we have gluten sensitivity. And for the folks that have celiac disease or ulcerative colitis, those are more genetically based things, all right? So sometimes ulcerative colitis does come from over-medicating, bad food, but celiac is a genetic problem. So we're not really addressing celiac. We know celiac causes inflammation, and that's pure gluten allergy, which is different than sensitivities, okay? So that's different. We're not going to get into that today because I want to focus on the brain and the gut. So also, interesting enough, our gastrointestinal tract has tons and tons of good bacteria, but it also has some bad guys in there, okay? And those bad guys can can overtake the good guys when we're under stress, take antibiotics. You know, we probably, most people listening here heard about, you know, probiotics and things of that sort. So we have 600 different species of bacteria in our gut. Those 600 different species are very particular to us, just like our fingerprint. So they are, they're ours, we gather them from our mom when we're born. So if you're a C-section baby, you lose out on some of those. As you pass through the vaginal canal, you pick up, that's where you pick up your good bacteria for your gut. So if that's missing and you're a C-section person, those people have lower immunity just from birth, just from the start. When we nurse, we pick up you know, bacteria off our mom's skin. So if you're not breastfeeding and some of the milk has the good bacteria in it, that cultures us and builds our immunity and builds our gut health. So if we're missing those pieces, we set ourselves up to poor immunity, starting with the gastrointestinal tract. If we take antibiotics, we just kill off good and bad, okay? But sometimes people need to do that. So, but they have to repair. Probiotic doesn't fully repair. Some people bounce back better. Everybody's different. Just like I said, if you came into this world healthy, then probably you can bounce back from that easier than somebody that that didn't. If you have repeated use of antibiotics, NSAIDs, which is non-steroidal and anti-inflammatories, things we take from over the counter, they totally wipe the good bacteria out. If you don't have the good bacteria, they cannot contribute to vitamin absorption, mineral absorption, making our feel-good hormones. They make 90% of our serotonin in our gut, which is a feel-good hormone. So that's really important. We also have two-thirds of our enteric nervous system. The big giant nerve that comes out of your brain wraps around your gut. So when you have a gut feeling, you really have a gut feeling. <laughs> you really do. You really so have a gut feeling. Then let me ask you, if, if there are people listening and they say, well, I wasn't in one of those scenarios. Maybe I am a C-section baby. Um, and I, I heard you say something along the lines of bacteria being killed off, but then you replenish. Mm-hmm. Does that mean your body can make the good bacteria? Or can it make up for you not being a natural birth? I mean, how does that work? Well, sometimes it's, you know, the foods like eating fermented foods. Sometimes it's prebiotics, things we do like fibrous vegetables and things like that, that can make the garden grow again. Mm, Okay. Okay. So you can think of it as a garden and you're fertilizing. So a lot of people go the opposite way and they just try to throw a whole bunch of bugs in there. You know, and most of those probiotics are only, you know, four to six or maybe 10 or 12 
different bacteria species when we have 600 and some of them are particular to us and the environment around us. So sometimes it's going to take a while to reculture. Like I said, some people bounce back much quicker. Some people have what we call dysbiosis, which means that maybe they have some pathogens in there, some viruses, some some uh, parasites, some yeast infection. So those things have to be handled too. And so they're not going to allow the garden to grow. And so we have to take care of that. You want to add? Well, I do. And I think a lot of times people don't realize how things that they do routinely in their daily lives affect their gastrointestinal health. And and ultimately, as Dr. Gallagher is talking about, your brain health, because, you know, non-steroidal anti-inflammatory medications, your Motrin's, your leaves, your aspirin, these types of things, people just use these so routinely without thinking about the impact that they have on their body. You know, sure, yeah, maybe it gets rid of your pain for a short time, but then as you keep doing it, it does have other side effects. And the one that relates to what we're talking about today is your, is your gut. And so another thing that I come across in our office, too, is a lot of times people think, you know, more is better. And when I'm saying this, I'm speaking in regards to probiotics. Sometimes people just, you know, overdo it with with those things. And as she mentioned, a lot of the ones that are readily available in the, in the stores and over the counters, you know, have a very limited number of species of bacteria. And they just take too much of it and it can cause overgrowth which is overgrowth of good stuff is not necessarily good it can be just as detrimental to your overall health of your microbiome biome or your gastrointestinal environment as overgrowth of the bad stuff so you know there has to be a balance there and the same thing with fermented foods i've seen patients overdo it with fermented foods and that that, you know, in itself is not always a good thing. So, you know, there, there has to be some degree of moderation and, and uh, you know, you have to kind of not go about this in an ill-advised manner, I guess is what and, I'm... Well, and that's what I'm glad you said, ill-advised manner, because that's why we come to you, because you both are professionals. So when somebody comes to you and they say, well, I see all these units of probiotics... And then there's the prebiotic probiotic. And now I'm really confused. You know, I mean, yes. <laughs> how, much, how much am I supposed to take and what am I supposed to take? How do you answer that? Well, you know, it, it's in, I say, you know, look, we need to check you. We need to, we need to use the tools that we have here to see what your body wants mm-hmm. and what it needs. Yeah. And those wants and needs change over time because a lot of times, you know, People get into the same habit of eating the same things all the time, taking the same supplements all the time. And, you know, the purpose of doing these things, of using certain foods like fermented foods and using supplements, prebiotics, probiotics, what, whatever the case may be, is to invoke a change in your body, your, your metabolism and your physiology, and in this case, the, in, the environment of your intestinal tract or your microbiome. So as those changes occur, your body's needs and wants are going to change along with it. And you have to 
be able to recognize when those changes occur and determine what needs to be changed and added or removed to, to continue the overall uh, progress of the patient towards optimum health. Yeah. Well, the thing about it is that we know that people are overusing probiotics, and then that causes other problems down the, down the line. Because then so you have four to ten different bacteria instead of the 600 that you should when have. When you say there. overusing... I mean, yes, we could talk about the units because we just mentioned mm-hmm. that. But could you be using them every single day and you don't need to use a, a probiotic exactly. every single day? Exactly. Usually when, when I'm working with somebody that has leaky gut, um, which believe it or not, most people do have leaky gut. It's just to the extent of in this day and age, most of us do because of genetically modified food, medications, stress. There's a lot of, you know, things that are contributing to that low fiber diets, Um so that's a pretty big thing that's going on in our society today. So when that, when I work with somebody that has a severe leaky gut issue, and mostly people might be surprised to know this, these are my people who are stuck with weight loss a lot of times. They just can't lose weight because their body's just full of inflammation, and so it's stemming from this leaky gut. And so when we start working there, we, we wanna close up the barriers. And sometimes I won't even use a, I won't even feed with a probiotic for a long time or ever because sometimes they respond and I'm, I check certain valves and things in their intestinal tract to see if those valves are leaky and then we try to work to strengthen that up. And, uh, you know, once we do that, then the person will usually feel better and, um, you know, that'll help. We may use some prebiotics we may actually use some enzymes to add in things that help to close up those barriers you know that's one of the things that we do and then sometimes the person just revives on their own we don't need to do a probiotic so if we're listening today and, and we've heard the term leaky gut we still don't understand it we still i, I love listening to you because i could listen to you all day long but when I hear the term leaky gut, I think of a gut leaking. Yeah, <laughs> you know, well, that's exactly that's what's happening. Exactly. Is yeah. that that's happening? Exactly, oh, that's what's exactly happening. what it is. Okay, so, so the gut's ha- leaking into the system. Exactly. Yes, okay. Exactly. Not good, right? Mm-hmm. So if you're, you have these very tiny capillaries that line, you know, right close to your, say, your large intestines, all right? So you have still maybe some undigested food particles there, maybe some pathogens, you know, you know, who else, toxins. So then if your little tiny microscopic holes are a little bit bigger than they should be, because that's a barrier that our body has made, just like in the brain, the same thing. And if that barrier is broken down because of some of the things we talked about, lifestyle, medicines, stress, foods, then you're susceptible to have some of those things leak out into your body you know, into your bloodstream. And then what happens is it, your body recognizes it as a problem. Your body doesn't like it. It doesn't. <laughs> we'll just put it simply. And so body it doesn't like it. It starts the inflammatory process to try to handle it, and then which triggers a cascade of events, which is, again, then the immune system becomes involved to try to say, let's get these foreign bodies out of here. All right? So then, you know, your brain has a fatty membrane around at the same similar barrier, a little bit different. And if that's 
you know, starts to become inflamed, then things that don't belong start crossing over there. Now, we do know that there's a lot of things that can cross that blood-brain barrier that are small enough, even if it's in, intact, which is things like Lyme disease and bacteria and things that cause some really serious problems. So that can happen in itself. Sometimes too much blood, blood sugar, all right? The blood sugar is another thing, and that's a diabetic issue. So that, you know, but those are different topics. But I just want people to know that you do not have to have a leaky blood-brain barrier to have those things happen. So you always want to keep the integrity of the gut in good shape and hence the brain in good shape. But there are lots of things that are going on in our world, you know, in our lives that, you know, break that down to some extent. Dr. Simperman, Dr. Gallagher, both here with Middlesex Chiropractic and Holistic Health Center. And talking about leaky gut, leaky brain, and that's the title of their um, next presentation, which will be on the 24th of March, 6.30 at their office, which is 1158 Pittsburgh Road in Valencia. I say Valencia, but you really like cross that Butler line and you're there. Boom. <laughs> it's a Cooperstown yes. Plaza yeah. on Route 8. You just go to the back. And that's where their uh, their door is. So if you want to give them a call, because seating is always limited, but th- you have such a great crowd every time you yeah. have a presentation. But it's free uh, if you want to go, 724-903-0506. So 903-0506. Again, that's going to be on March 24th. But let me ask you this, because the title is Leaky Gut, Leaky Brain. And when people have some... Um, I don't want to say brain function issues because that might not be the terminology, but maybe they're having some memory loss or some issues with the brain. And people treat the brain. I know everybody's an individual, so maybe that's the way they have to go. Correct me if I'm wrong. But do you find that you end up treating the gut first and then it connects with the brain? Yes. 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 Okay. Yes. Sometimes we go that route. However, with there are those rare cases that you have to go the other way. Okay. Okay. Right. Or... Mm-hmm together at the same time because sometimes people are having symptoms and they really need to to get them taken care of I mean I I have this one woman who's new with my practice and this is a really great example she was diagnosed with Parkinson's like or Parkinson's however they didn't see anything on the MRI her daughter their neighbors of mine they came to see me and um, she it was amazing because I did a bunch of things with her brain fixed up her diet totally different person Hmm. okay okay Mm -hmm. totally different person we'll find out what happens at the neurologist but totally different and she lost 11 pounds oh did she in a short period of time Mm -hmm. so and we just cleaned up the diet a little bit it wasn't any anything weird or any kind of detox nothing i mean not that we don't do those things just some basic things you don't do weird things. <laughs> I do do weird things, yes. We do. I say you don't. Yeah. But, you know, that's a matter of perspective. Because when I talk about, you know, holistic health, right. you, know, you get that look like, oh, really? Like, yeah. you know, and I'm like, no. Believe I mean, there, there are different degrees that you have. Yeah. And, I mean, Dr. Simperman's right yeah. in there with this. Yeah. But but it's, in, in a sense, once you find out what you do, uh-huh. they are very normal things. Yeah, yes. We, um, <laughs> you know, the thing that people don't understand is that, our base, like, our base degree is chiropractic, and chiropractic is really based in the nervous system. But chiropractors have always wanted to avoid drugs and surgery for that patient. Okay, sometimes you can't. It's just inevitable. Mm-hmm. But because of that, we take an approach, a very, very um, 
calm approach to healing. In other words, we're trying to see if the body can tap into its own healing ability, and we're trying to help to balance that. And so over time, we realize that when the body goes out of alignment, that there could be nutritional, there could be stressors, there could be chemicals, and there could be physical reasons why that body just sort of blows a fuse. So, you know, coming from that approach, we're working on the nervous system on both sides as the nerves go to the organs and then as they go to the arms and legs and back and you know pain aches and pain sort of thing so we're not just approaching it from a one-dimensional or even two-dimensional we're you know three and four dimensions of the body we're trying to really get into and tapping into the healing ability we know over time that a lot of those misalignments or blown fuses is much easier to say come because of nutritional deficiencies in an organ. The organ's not diseased yet, but we don't want it to get there. But we know it's not getting the proper nerve flow. We know it's not getting the proper nutrition via the compression of maybe some uh, vascular tissue getting to that. So it's just not functioning. It's not getting enough food. And so that's where the nutritional component comes in in the chiropractic practice. So we're trained for that. And mostly it's postgraduate training, which... Dr. Simperman and I have many, many hours and certifications in nutritional postgraduate training. We're clinical nutritionists by, you know, so, and we had to actually take an exam for that. So it's not just... There is a test. Yes, there is a <laughs> test. We had to sit in a classroom and we had to take a test and get a grade, a passing grade and... Uh, so through a postgraduate program. Yeah. So it's not, again, it's, you know, the, it is weird in the sense that it doesn't always align with allopathic medicine, but we know enough about allopathic medicine to make a judgment of whether the person belongs in our office or whether they, we need to shoo them out to, yeah. to the medical profession. Yeah. I think the, the important thought that I want to leave the listeners with is this, that, you know, Dr. Gallagher mentioned things that interfere with the body's innate healing, and that could be stress. And many, many years ago, over 100 years ago, B.J. Palmer, one of, the, one of the developers of chiropractic who started the first chiropractic school, identified chemical, emotional, and physical types of stress that interfere with the body's ability to heal. And I think he summed it up rather well, and I want you to just kind of ponder this, what he said. Uh, because the more you think about it, the more it really does make sense, even over 100 years later. And what he said was that the power that made the body heals the body. And you think about that. And as long as there's nothing interfering, and that's what our job is, is to remove whatever's interfering, whether it be chemical, structural, food, food, mm -hmm. whatever. You know, if we whatever can remove that, the power that made the body is going to heal it. The so, only thing that it takes is time. So when we're talking about leaky gut, what's the chicken or the egg? Is it the leaky gut and then stress, or is it the stress that Oh, it's aids? definitely the stress it's that definitely causes the that stress. aids to the leaky gut. Oh, yeah. Yep. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That I see, I see it so much, even with my patients who are very clean eaters, which I do have some, which is a struggle for all of us. But they, you know, I know. As I look down. Yeah, I, I know. I mean, I know they're eating clean because I know them well enough and they've been in my practice for a long time. Mm -hmm. But the stress in their lives, it creates a lot of havoc. It changes your body's, you know, environment so that 
you know, you, you can create inflammation, you can create bugs growing there that don't belong so that, you know, you're going to tip the balance, so to speak. You're, and it's a very delicate balance and it can be easily tipped in some people. Not everybody's victim to this. However, most people do have some sort of a leaky gut, even a little bit. Yeah. So, yeah. And it could just be their food. You know, anything so. you want to say about your presentation? We have about uh, five minutes or so left with you. So anything that you want to talk about, about your presentation, March 24th, again, 630 at your office, and folks can call for a seat. But are you going to go through this uh, a whole discussion again in depth? Uh, yes. What should we expect? Well, we're going to really, really get into... Um, you know, I guess the causation of what leaky gut, leaky brain, how that relates. We will um, get into foods that improve gut health. We will get into nutrition and herbals that will help with gut health. We'll explore, you know, things to heal that leaky gut and not just probiotics because that doesn't necessarily heal the leaky gut. So we're going to explore that through a nutritional standpoint as well as get into all the foods and things and anti-inflammatory foods gut healing foods so we'll have recipes we'll we'll really get into foods that people can use to improve their gut health this is one of those questions that i know everybody's an individual but when you're looking at a time span for somebody's body to heal especially when you're talking about leaky gut are we talking like a couple of days? Are we talking a couple of weeks? Are we talking about a couple of months before you start seeing a change? Well, you have to give it two to three months. Okay. Yeah. Now realize, this is the interesting thing, the mucous membrane that's in your mouth is in your gut, right? The same kind of tissue. So if you bite the inside of your mouth, it hurts like, you mm-hmm. know what? <laughs> yeah. But it heals pretty fast if you do the right thing, right? So we look at that as a hopeful situation. So if we can calm down that inflammation and get the tissue to heal, some people could heal fairly fast. See, now I'm glad you mentioned that because I was just talking to my one son the other day about certain things that you take that you can put underneath your tongue Mm -hmm. and it absorbs a lot better. And I know you and I have talked about that a lot. But is that the reason why? Because it's connected to the gut. Or why why is the absorption? Well, it's going to go right into the body. So it makes it easier to, it, it bypasses digestion. And sometimes people have abnormal digestion. So right, they're not going right, to, yeah. you know, so that would be why you would want to do that. So I we, needed to phone a friend yeah. because I got to the point of yeah. wine. I went, I don't know, I'll have to ask Dr. Gallagher. Yep. So there <laughs> you know. go. So, yeah, right, yep. right. Absolutely. Dr. Simperman and Dr. Gallagher, of course, at 150, or I shouldn't say 115, it's 1158 Pittsburgh Road in Valencia and it's suite 201 which just means you go around to the back of the the building and that's where their door is with a couple of other great businesses back there but uh, they're at Cooperstown Plaza the phone number you'll need is 724-903-0506 and the next event is going to be on March 24th at 6 30 talking about leaky gut and leaky brain and you know what I'm looking at the time and we're quickly running out of it and I wanted to make sure that we mention your April uh, event because you are going to be at Slippery Rock University yes. in April. Yes, we're doing a talk on cholesterol is not a dirty word. How fun is that? <laughs> so it's fan- it's a fantastic talk. It really gets into what cholesterol is and how important it is and how to manage it, how to get the right lab laboratory testing. And it's through the learning and retirement. So you have you can if you're not a member, you can still sign up for the class. But I think you have to pay a different fee. I'm not, yeah, I'm not 100% yeah. sure. But that's through uh, Slippery Rock University Learning and Retirement. And I don't know how full that class is. They haven't said anything to me about having another section. Sometimes they do. I did get an email, but I haven't read it yet. So okay. that might be. Okay. But, you know, if, if 
try it out because you know honestly we we do a lot of classes like that for them and some of them might relate to your health condition then you want to have more information so you can make an educated decision now just to make sure that this is clear what you have at your office is free so the presentations at your office they're always free at least for now yeah right (laughs) there's that quick talking guy at the end with the disclaimer well yeah we we like to make sure that people are educated right you know in our appointments we only have so much time right so those talks are things that we think people want more information about that we just could do in a group forum because Mm -hmm. they're that generalized yeah and so they cover a lot of bases and it helps people to get information and then they could ask on their next appointment or go off and tell somebody else or be more educated about a topic. Right. So. Absolutely. All right. Before we go, final thoughts, Dr. Simperman, we'll start with you. Well, just mark that date on your calendar so okay. you can remember to show up. And, and also, too, I think it's interesting to note that a lot of uh, psychiatrists are starting to recognize the, the gut-brain connection and, uh, you know, you can see that in some psychiatric literature as well as you know people that are coming in with anxiety and depression are are actually instead of you know being treated with antidepressants and anti-anxiety type medication they're they're looking towards healing their gut and restoring their balance because the the effect is profound and there is you know, well-documented connections between the two. Dr. Gallagher? Yep, that's exactly right. And so there's a big psychiatric and psychological component and a lot of, you know, more progressive, um, you know, counselors and psychiatrists are looking towards that. So that's really pretty, pretty great. Instead of using medication to try to stimulate neurotransmitters, they're going to the gut. Absolutely. Which is great. Dr. Simperman, Dr. Gallagher with Middlesex Chiropractic and Holistic Health. On Route 8, 1158 Pittsburgh Road in Valencia, the phone number is 724-903-0506. Thank you both so much. And, folks, thank you very much for joining us for this segment. We are out of time, but if you would like to listen to this again in its entirety, you can always go on to our website at WISR680.com, and you'd pick Programs, then Let's Talk, and then look for Middlesex Chiropractic Center. Thanks so much for joining us. I'm Tracy Morgan with Let's Talk. The information and opinions shared on this program are solely those of our guests and do not necessarily represent those of WISR, the Butler County Radio Network, or its staff and employees.